Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this for the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. You say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh man, is this going to be a great show. You know, I know I say that every week and I know and I, and I have an excuse for why it's going to be a great show. Listen, let me tell you something though. This one is special. I know they're all special, I say that too. But listen, this one's really, really special. Let me tell you why. You know, there is a lot uh, of folks out there who will want to say to you, oh, you got to have a college education. Uh, you need an MBA. You need to have this and that. You need in order to be really, really successful, right? And, and the, the, it could not be further from the truth. You know how I feel about that. Listen, I'm a well-educated guy, but I got to tell you something: education is not necessarily a path to success. Okay, and I, I think people need to wake up to that. So, mom and dad, if you're listening to the show and you don't want your kids to hear this show, well, I'm sorry, but the truth of the matter is, the the person I'm about to introduce you to later in this show, his name is Ted Clark, good Theodore. You can go on that. He wrote this book called Shipping Clerk to CEO. Let me tell you something. This is one of those stories, right, where where this person right? Works his way up from a shipping clerk to become president and CEO of a major corporation. Oh, not just one. He does it over and over and over again, by the way. Throughout the course. By the way, you know what his MBA, you know where he got his MBA? Nowhere. Nowhere. Folks, let me just, let me just tell you something. There is more than one way. Please, please, whatever you do, do not get so tunnel visioned that you believe that there's only one way to success because that is just not the truth. And and Ted Clark is about to outline a blueprint that I believe and he believes, uh, more importantly than what I believe, that anyone can do with a little initiative. And it's going to be awesome. And you're going to love him. He is fantastic. The book is great. Holy cow, if I could have, I'd outlined the entire book, every single word, and and then we'd still be here for another week. Uh, but before we get to him, let's do what we do, and that is we'll walk you through the four areas of your life. Uh, folks, we're four-part people, uh, physical, mental, uh, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual people. And the truth of the matter is, is we've interviewed so many of the special operations forces guys on this show, including a major general. 
Um, they all said the same thing. You know what? If you're not working on yourself every day in those four areas, um, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. And so I want to check in with you on these four areas of your life. The scale is one to 10. One, my training in these four areas is not very good. 10, my training is doing excellent. It couldn't get any better. And so here's how we do that. So what we do is say physically, right? I ask you on a scale of one to 10, if you were to evaluate your level of exercise uh, or amount of your exercise, eating right, getting enough water in your system, getting enough sleep, and generally taking care of your body. On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate yourself? Five being average, right? Now, listen, whatever the number is, it is, we can't, but what I want you to do is I want to use that as a set point for yourself to go, how can I improve myself, right? What is it that I can do right now and improve myself? And you go, well, I don't, I don't know what that is. Well, it could be a number of little things, right? Let's say it's the exercise component. Take a walk, right? Go out and get a walk. Get, get 15, 20 minutes in. If it's the, if it's the eating right, right? What do you, you know what? Maybe you've got a bag of chips and a soda in front of you. Well, that's pretty easy. Dump the soda and throw away the bag of chips. Makes it quick, right? And getting enough water is as simple as drinking more water. Getting enough sleep means maybe go to bed a little earlier, right? Taking care of your body. All right, so that's your first number. Second number is the intellectual number. And the intellectual number is really a number about how are you, what are you doing to actively learn and grow and become better? One of the beautiful, one of my favorite chapters in this book is, is you never stop learning in this book. And Ted talks about that. That's what we're talking about in intellectual growth. You cannot sit on your couch and let things come at you and insist that you're growing in some way intellectually. Now, what, you're, what we're talking about here is that you're actively participating in trying to grow in your knowledge and understanding of what you do, who you are, and in your relationships. That what we're, that's what we're trying to do. Okay? So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you evaluate yourself? All right, that's your second number. Third number is emotional. And, you know, we break that down into two ways. We talk about emotional quotients, emotional intelligence, but we make it really simple on this show. What we do is we say, okay, if you were to evaluate yourself, how would you evaluate yourself emotionally when it comes to uh, being under pressure, being under stress, and yet being able to control your emotions? Right? Uh, by the way, I, I think Ted does an amazing job here of really understanding that this component is a very powerful component because, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to come at you. Staying in control of your emotions is absolutely critical to great leadership and being a CEO. That, that's the first part. The second part is how well are you able to understand and tap into the emotions of others? Again, you know what? It comes down to really, really listening and not talking. Guess who talks about that? as becoming Shippy Clark CEO. Oh yeah, Ted Ted Clark says that. He, he, he mentions that in his book too. Uh, yeah, right? So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you evaluate yourself in those two areas emotionally? And then finally, the spiritual area, and, and it really comes down to this, folks. Uh, a lot of you are going to say, I'm not spiritual. We're all spiritual. Uh, we, we all literally live by faith every day. When you wake up in the morning, uh, you didn't know you were going to wake up. You did. You believed you would. You made plans. You, that's faith. Uh, you, you, you took a sip of the coffee and it wasn't poisonous. You didn't know if it wasn't going to be or not. That's faith. You stepped off the curb uh, when the sign said walk and nobody hit you. That's faith. right? But the other part of it is too that in the midst of chaos and in the midst of craziness, um, what do you run to that gives you centeredness and peace? Right? Some, for some people, it's God. For some people, it's nature. For some people, it's meditation. It could be something else. The question then becomes, how is that working for you? And is it working at all? And then what do you need to do to change it? So on a scale of 1 to 10, 
How would you rank your spiritual growth? Right? Now, those four areas are like the air in the in your tires of your vehicle, right? If the air in your tires of your vehicle are off, right, what happens to your car? It veers off one way or the other. It doesn't run as well as it could be. It doesn't run smoothly. It starts putting pressure on other parts of the vehicle, and it doesn't run well, right? So what we want to do is we want to get the air pressure in our tires to that exact right level. And speaking of someone who has got his tires all at the right level, his name is Theodore Ted Clark. He's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He's an investor with over 40 years of experience as a senior executive in both public and private equity-owned specialty chemical companies. He started as a shipping clerk, which we're going to talk about. He rose through the ranks to become president and CEO of Products Research and Chemical Corporation, that's PRC, which was a glo- which is a global leader in aircraft and construction sealants uh, and coatings. Um, he led PRC to annual growth of 8% and annual profitability growth of 20%. And uh, he did this. He also then joined Burke Industries, uh, and he, as president and CEO, and led them through a successful restructuring. 2003, uh, he co-founded Royal Adhesive Sealants and built it through 19 acquisitions into one of the world's top 10 adhesive and sealant companies. And as late as 2017, he led the sale of Royal to H.B. Fuller, uh, a New York Stock Exchange-listed company, and remained as chief operating officer to lead the integration of Royal and the re- reorganization of H.B. Fuller from five business units to three global units. He is also an investor, served as director for private equity-backed specialty chemical companies. Today, Ted consults with businesses, managers on acquisitions and growth strategies using private equity capital, and he's also an outstanding author of this book, uh, From Shipping Clerk to CEO. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome to the first time on A New Direction, Ted Clark. Welcome, Ted. Yeah, Jay, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so the book, uh, I, I... I keep uh, going. It's so great. It's so great. It's it is. It's just so so great. And I really enjoyed. It. I, lo- I enjoyed everything out. Uh, you start off in the preface of the book, just letting us all know that this book is for everyone. Uh, you say it's for people that in their twenties or even high school. It's for people who are in their mid career. It's meant to inspire workers of all walks, whether low to high. It's this book is for everyone, and I agree with you in every one of your sentiments. Um, that you said, but there's one thing in the preface that I want people to know right up front, because when people see, oh, shipping clerk to CEO, that's not going to include me, but you did some research and you did the CE on GNOME project, uh, the GH smart project. And you found that 8% of CEOs never completed a college degree. And, uh, and you found three similarities and I would like, I would like to talk about these three similarities that you you talk. The first one was they had been proven insiders who grew up in the industries they now serve. Meaning what? That, that... Well, meaning... Yep. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, well, meaning, you know, uh, learning within an organization, right? Okay. So, so, you know, so typically I think that the, uh, you know, the path of somebody who doesn't have a college degree is, you know, once you start working, you're going to have to overperform at every level that you that you're involved in, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's always something about learning a business at a biological level, uh, starting from the bottom and working your way to the top, right? So, right. you know, and all these things, whether you're college educated or you're learning as you go, you know, the reality is, is that you get promoted based on the results that you achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, the whole point of my book is, is that if for some reason, because we all learn differently, uh, you don't go to college or maybe you don't have the finances to go to college or, you know, 
in this day and age, you know, there's this kind of college degree inflation. So starting, you know, you can't get a, maybe a starting job that you want, but you can start a little lower in the organization. There are paths for you to, you know, move up in an organization, maybe not becoming the CEO, but certainly you can move up and have a really great career uh, without a college education. If you're willing, if you're willing to, you know, spend the time learning uh, and, and growing and, and kind of kind of directing your own education. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm watching people come online here uh, on CastBox FM, so I want to just thank everybody who's uh, joining us live uh, on the show, and thank you for watching uh, also all over the world. Um, I, I was, you know what, you summed up all these in, in really a really great, great summary here, so I'm going to just move right into the chapter. Lesson one um, that you have, and this is so, so important. Uh, it's entitled Know Your Why, and you say, and I quote, I think success comes down to the heart and soul of the people involved. When you remember what your purpose is and what your core beliefs are, you make the connections and decisions to bring about progress. Help people understand how that and knowing your why is going to be important uh, since it's the first chapter to establishing how you're going to be able to grow and grow in, in this business and help you to go from shipping clerk to CEO. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you know, any job that you get into, you're going to run into tough times, right? So mm -hmm. unless you have kind of a kind of a direction, a vision for yourself, you're going to have a you're going to have a hard time getting through kind of the mundane part of your work, uh, you know, the grind part of it. Sometimes you're not moving as fast as maybe you think you should be moving. Um, and 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 I found that you know, going back to your you know, you kind of your your uh, entrance to the to the show here. You know, it's a little bit of a, of a spiritual thing, right? You need to kind of know that, look, I want to make something out of my life. I'm not quite sure what it is yet or how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to be enthusiastic. I'm going to be helpful. I'm going to try and find a path. Um, and, that, and for me, that's that's kind of kind of how you find your why, right? Because right. you get bored of the job, uh, you know, you, you're not you're not motivated. You know, you're not going to you're not going to do well. Right. So you need, you need to personally to find out you know, what you're willing to do uh, in terms of, you know, grinding through and doing the things you need to do to get, you know, your job, the table stakes of your job correct, you know, how to think about how to innovate the work that you do. You know, if you don't come to work with a, with a you know, sort of a passion, it's going to be difficult for you to, 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 to move forward. And, th and that's, right. that's where I get to in terms of how to try to find your, you know, why you're doing things, right? Right. You know, what do you want to accomplish? Yeah, I, I, and and it can be a variety of things, right? I mean, for you, you, you looked at your mom and dad and your brother, but it could be a variety of reasons why. But it has to be really clear, doesn't it? It does. It does, and it doesn't. And it doesn't have to be. It has to be clear, but it doesn't have to be to a certain extent. It doesn't have to be really long term, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, it could be like, you know, why do I want to, you know, do this shipping clerk job? Well, maybe I want to do it because I want to try and get a job in customer service. Or I want to try to get to the next right. step. In fact, I recommend people not to really start with a really, really lofty goal in mind. You know, start with a with a, a, an, a an aspirational but achievable goal. Get to that goal, and then and then start to create these habits that create the momentum that you're going to need as you get to each and every step of your career. I, I think that is a just terrific advice. I mean, it, it's not that the why has to be the same the whole time. You can It can change, right? And I think sometimes people get stuck into this idea that uh, I, I have to know my why, and if I don't know what my why is, well, then I, I'm, I'm just not going to be – but it could be something short-term. It doesn't have to be uh, grandiose 
uh, does it? No, it, it doesn't. In fact, um, what, I, what I found uh, is, uh, you know, I, I repeated sort of the same sort of the same five or six things. Right. So I, right. I try I try and get the table stakes of the job. Right. So right? I try to try to be competent at the job that I was hired to do. And then what I try and do is sort of, you know, as you got competent at it, you know, you, you know, it, it gets easier and easier. Right. So you have to sort of then take a vision of like, what can I do to improve this work? You know, how can I, you know, how can I create value for the people that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm working for, the company I'm working for? And and part of it gets down to that thing you talked about, faith, right? So and when you do it, you have to have the faith that if you do that and you mm. spend the extra time and you do it, that people will recognize it, right? Right. Um, and then if they recognize it, you're going to find, you know, people that will help you uh, and mentor you and, and, and really help you get to the next steps, right? So if you're creating value, people are going to recognize it. Um, and, and, and you're going to get an opportunity to do more in, in the work that you're, you know, that you're work that you're doing. I, I beautifully said, uh, I, I, second chapter, I, I think is so important as well. And we don't, and we don't, I think people hear this chapter, the chapter is titled network and people hear it, but I don't know that they necessarily believe it. If that makes any sense, Ted, because uh, it's it's right there in front of us, and I think people try to just do. They go, I'm going to make it on my own. But you quote some statistics here that are pretty cool. Um, you quoted an NPR segment um, a few years ago that said that 70 to 80, if not 80 percent of jobs are posted, um, are never posted publicly, never posted publicly or advertised, uh, meaning that people get the job. You also um, Says, quote another statistic that um, a survey of 16,000 LinkedIn members across 17 countries, 70% said that they were hired through a connection at a company. And I think I think it's really important that people understand the importance of networking. So walk us through when you're um, when you're talking about networking because you have a call out box in here that you have a few of your suggestions for networking, and one of them is go for quality over quantity. Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. I'm, uh, you know, I, I sort of promote two things, right? You know, one, you want to try and attract a mentor of some kind, right? Right. But but a mentor is going to just sort of advise you personally. But if you want to learn about a business, you need to create a network of people that you can go to, right? So, you know, you have to, you know, when we think about networks, sometimes you say, well, it's a social network and it's it's just about you know making friends with people. But it's actually about going and asking like really good questions of people about what you want to know about the business, right? So if you think about it is, you know, part of my job working in a company is to really know and understand all the aspects of the business I'm working in and then beginning to sort of develop, you know, you know, make sure you know somebody in accounting if you want to know something about finance and make sure you know somebody in in quality if you, you know, if you want to learn more about quality. And so building these networks uh, is just is just so helpful. Um, and the way you do it is you, you you sort of have to help them too, right? So right. all these things are, you know, the, you know, it's called like totally transactional, but there's some transaction to it, right? So you you don't right. want to be a pest to people. You want to be able to go to people and say, hey, you know, I'd like to understand this a little bit better because I, I want to try and improve something over in my department. So if you you know if you ask in the right way and you, uh, you you know you explain to people what you're trying to learn and why, you know. Nine times out of ten, people are going to want to help you, and that's and that's sort of what I promote here is, you know, build that network, get people to recognize right. who you are. Uh, it's a little bit harder these days, right? Because you know people are working, you right. know, remote and and so forth. But 
But, you know, I, I was just watching somebody on social media the other day and uh, explaining how to use social media to kind of make these kinds of connections. And so there's there's opportunities to do things that, that might seem a little bit old school now right. uh, using things like social media and so forth. So 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 basically sort of innovating how you create these networks and, uh, you know, making sure you have a network. Right. So that if something comes up, you've got somebody that you can pick up the phone and ask them a quick question or do a zoom with them and, and 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 learn something you need to do to to advance an idea that you might have to improve your business you know the very first book i wrote was called got social mediaology i'm using social media to master um, mastering social media for your using psychology to master social media for your business without spending a dime and one of the things that i said in throughout that book regardless of the social media platform is that we can build genuine relationships online, uh, in social media platforms, just like we can in person. And you talk about that too. You, matter of fact, you quoted, you're quoted as saying here, the easiest way to grow your network is to take the time to build genuine relationships on a daily basis. I think that social media can do that for people. If you are willing to take the time and not just out there trying to sell them something. And, <laughs> and I, I, right. I mean, cause you and I, you and I know how this works. We're on LinkedIn, right? You're, you're getting bombarded like I am. And so, but it, when people are really genuine, I will give you all the time in the world, don't you? Yeah, no, I think that's ex- exactly right. And uh, you know, again, I, you know, I've, I've been I've been watching a few people on social media. I think do this this really really well, and they they tend not to try and sell anything, right? But they tend to kind of try and create, you know, this is the kind of person I am, and this is how I do business, and you know, these are things that might be helpful to you. So it's again, it's a sort of servant leadership, right? So if you yeah. if you can. You can add value to what somebody's doing rather than trying to sort of, you know, I, I sell this or I make this. It's really more, you know, how can I help you? You know, this is how I approach the, your business. These are some successes that I've had. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm available, right? So I think that's that's one of the key things with uh, with, with with social media. You know, Jay, I did, um, you know, during the pandemic, I did something interesting. I, uh, I was responsible for 72 factories around the globe. And I couldn't travel to any of them any longer, and, and 36 R&D centers. Um, and so what I did is I actually sent an invite. Uh, I found everybody I could that worked at, at HB Fuller, and I just sent them an invite. You know, I'd like to be on your network. And then I, when I got to about 2,000 people, I wrote them a note saying, look, at, I wanted to be on your network because I miss, you know, being in contact with you. And you're helping me probably more than... I'm helping you, but, you know, I'd like to have this connection so that we can, you know, be in touch, you know, throughout the pandemic. And it was really, uh, I got such a fantastic response to that um, from the team. And, you know, I sent them little notes with their, their birthday or they get promoted or, you know, if something's going on in Indonesia or whatever, you know, I'd send something over there hoping that they're okay. And, and then they sent it out to their, you know, their networks. And so, you know, sort of building these connections uh, is is so important because you never know when one of those connections is really gonna, you know, be really really important to you sometime in the future. His name is Ted Clark. The book is entitled "Shipping Clerk to CEO: The Power of Curiosity, Will, and Self-Directed Learning." It's fantastic. You're listening to him here on A New Direction. Folks, let me just talk about Epic Physical Therapy. By the way, my physical therapist, I think they should be yours too, by the way. Um, you know, whether you're recovering from an injury or surgery or you know, maybe you're a professional athlete uh, or a wannabe athlete, 
right? Well, listen, the elite team at Epic Physical Therapy will provide you with a customized treatment plan tailored for you. So when you're ready for your Epic Relief, your Epic Recovery, your Epic Results, go to EpicPT.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors for more than 35 years serving the world. But you know what? They can serve you whether it's you're trying to sell a home or whether you're trying to buy a home. Listen, they really do understand what it takes to get you uh, where you want to go, make those dreams come true. You know, whether it is you're moving up, moving down, or you're just getting your very first home. So listen, start with what uh, her clients call the legend of customer service. Start with Linda Craft at Team Realtors. That's lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And hey, listen, I got to give a shout out to Hint Beverage because Hint Water, one of my, my favorite my favorite water, really is, uh, is the official beverage of DBTV. That's right, DBTV. You're probably watching us on Apple TV right now because this show is uh, on a DBTV, which you can get on now on Apple TV, Samsung, LG, Android TVs, Roku, Amazon Fire Sticks. It's all over. We're in, we're, you, you know what? 250 million houses can see us. Well, we're the, Hint's the official beverage. So thanks for watching. And you know what? Give Hint a try. And we're back here on A New Direction uh, with uh, Ted Clark and his book, A Shipping Clerk to CEO. And uh, we just got, we started talking. We're couple chapters in, um, talking about networking and so important. Um, I, I, I want to get though to a chapter here that is really, I, I just, it's kind of a combination because the chapter is entitled volunteer. And I, I don't, I, I think people may get confused about volunteering, which I think is a great thing to do to volunteer for your community. Don't get me wrong. But what you're talking about here is actually volunteering while you're working your way up. And that's not a normal thought process for people. Because I, Ted, I'm going to be really honest with you. I just saw something on LinkedIn that just was so discouraging. Uh, I don't remember what the, what the issue was, but I just saw more people going, I'm not, I'm not going to give my employer anything more than what I'm giving them. Because I, 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 they don't deserve it. That's not how you get to become a CEO, is it? No, not, not at all. Um, by the way, I love Hint Water, so I'm glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, uh, yeah you, know, um, you know, I mean, remember John F. Kennedy said, right? You know, ask not what you can do for your country. You know, ask, you know, you know, ask what you can do for your country, right? Right. And I, and I think that's really important, right? Because, you know, companies are just made up of people, right? And so... You know, and I know, you know, sitting as a CEO, right, you know, what people don't realize is that, you know, your most valuable asset, all these people, right? So you're always looking for who who are the people that are, are, are changing your company, contributing to your company, and really helping to make the culture better and better and better, right? So, right. you know, when I, when I hear, you know, what you said in this sort of LinkedIn post, it's yeah. like, you know, you know, part of your job, you know, I don't care if you're the, you know, you know the, the shipping clerk or the mid-level person or the CEO, you know, part of your job is making that company better, right? So creating right. value has to happen at all levels of the company or you're not going to be, you, you might be reasonably successful, but you're not going to, you know, be like really, really successful unless you've got this whole team aligned around a culture and, a, and, a, and an ethos around, right. let's make this company better together, right? So, right. you know, it's, uh, it is it is a little discouraging, but, but I will say this, I, I mentor a lot of young people and 
you know, I'm much more encouraged by the people that I mentor, right? Because, right. you know, they don't really fit this kind of, you know, um, uh, conventional wisdom about, you know, young people entering the workforce. Most of them really want to help. They really want to, they really want to learn. Right. Um, right. And I'm so encouraged with it. So, you know, a little bit, I think, is sort of maybe ignoring the media and, and, and really getting out there yourself and really kind of networking with, with people coming into the workforce and, you know, what they're really trying to do. They want, you know, one thing I will say, they want a purpose, right? So they, you know, they love companies that have some kind of a purpose. And if you're the CEO, you really have to communicate that purpose of the company to the whole team, right? So that, so they get it, right? And you're never going to be perfect. But if they have goodwill, you know, they'll help you, you know, they'll help you fix things. They'll help you get to that, that, that vision that you have. So I want to I want to have a little fun with you um, here. Okay, so you had this call out box called Lessons Learned from the Bottom. So I'm going to just say the headline, and then I just want you to expand on it. Okay. Sure. All right. So yep. the first one that lesson is say yes. What do you mean? Well, say yes. Well, it kind of gets back to what I was just talking about. Is you know if somebody you know if somebody you know asks you, well, you know, could you help me with this or could you help me with this project, right? You know say yes right i mean you know you know try it i mean i think that and it, and it just reflects your own personal attitude towards are you going to be part of the team are you going to help the company grow um you know we have we have so many people now that they're that, you know that, that 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 are so skeptical of why they're being asked to do things right well mm -hmm. why did i get asked this and somebody else didn't right so right. you know if i get you know if i got asked to do things i would i would do them right i, I would really try and uh, show people that if you've given me a challenge I'll take the challenge uh, and I'll show you what I can do. Or, you know, maybe I won't do it because a lot the other reason a lot of people don't want to say yes is because they're afraid they can't accomplish what's been mm -hmm. asked. Of, right. So, right. so, so that getting out of your comfort zone saying yes is I think a good, a good, a good way to, you know, to keep yourself fresh. Okay. All right. Here's another next lesson from the bottom. One word volunteer. Yeah, well, same idea, right? I mean, I think I think the volunteer thing was uh, a lot more around, you know, if you if you again, you know, you see something, you think you can improve it, volunteer to do it. Say, look, at I think I can, I think I can help you with this. I have this idea. If you let me do it, I'll, you know, I'll volunteer to do this. I'll, I'll do my job and I'll do this as well, right? Right. Um, and and I think that's you know that's really where I get with volunteering is not so much, you know. I want to be, you know, I want to be, I want to take care of the refrigerator and make sure it's all cleaned out. You know, it's really volunteering for things that will help improve the business, right? So you have to have it in the perspective of, you know, what's the vision of what you want to accomplish and uh, how do you, how do you know you're putting points on the board, right? right? Volunteer for something that when it ends up and you do it well, there's points on the board. Yeah. What I love what you said in here too, uh, in keeping in line with what you said, keeping busy with many tasks helps otherwise mundane jobs feel more meaningful and get you noticed by management so do tasks not assigned to you love that yes. i'd love yep. i love that okay here's the third one seek mentors ooh yeah um, so this this is um, this is one i think is important right um, but but i think you earn mentors right so right. so i say seek mentors but i really i think what i'm saying is really you know, put yourself in a position to earn mentors, right? So you mm -hmm. want to have people that want to help you. And then once you know they want to help you, then, you know, seek them out, right? right. Ask them questions. Don't, don't be afraid to, you know, you know, maybe ask them something you think maybe you should already know. And so they'll think less of you, right? So it's building that relationship with a mentor where you have a very open, you know, transparent uh, ability to talk to them and tell them what you want to do and want to accomplish. And they'll help, you know, normally, the, you know, they'll help you. 
Uh, this is kind of interesting. I, I think it's kind of a, uh, I can't remember the karate, the karate kid. Yeah, that's what it was, right? It kind of goes back to, and you kind of give this saying, which is the mentor appears when the student shows himself to be ready and eager. Right. Right. Yep. And it's kind of that karate kid thing, right? Mr. Miyagi shows up, right? Just, yeah. You know, right. Yep. No, it's, I kind of, I, I really believe that. All right. Here's the next one. Anticipate needs. Yeah. Well, I think this is really important, right? And, um, and, and, you know, one of the things I, I tell people is, you know, you can think like a CEO from the very beginning of your career, right? So, mm-hmm. but, but, but one of the key jobs of a CEO is to anticipate what's going to happen, right? So right. if you start practicing early on in your career, like, okay, I, you know, we're, we're doing this, but I see a change or I see a problem or I see something out here and try to anticipate it and fix it before it becomes a problem, right? So anticipating needs in the marketplace, needs, needs in the process, and then working to, to get that process or or, or 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 your product or service in a better position is is exactly what I'm saying, right? So it's the right. vision thing. It's right. sort of ha- anticipating things, having a vision about how to fix them, setting objectives, building strategies, and using tactics, and then using your own will to sort of make it all come together and and uh, get results. Yeah, I think this, I think one of the things that kind of spoke to me as you were describing your journey along the way was. As you were, you know, you know, making friends with other people in other departments uh, that you were with, all of a sudden you started to see needs that they had, and you started filling those things, doing little things to fill those things. And I think that's the thing that when you're when you're in whatever position that you're in is okay. Can you can you see just a little bit ahead of yourself what someone else may need, and can you fill that? That was the thing that kind of when I was reading your story. That just really jumped out at me, and yep. yeah, I just I just thought it was awesome. All right, here's the next one: think on your feet to close deals. Yeah, well, that's uh, you know, you know, to me, um, you know, too many times we, you know, we get in we get involved in a in a kind of command and control process, right? So mm-hmm. you're out selling, you're you know, you're creating a value proposition with somebody. Um, and you have an opportunity to close, but you're afraid to close because no, I got to go back and check with my manager. I've mm. got to go back and talk to somebody else, right? So this is all about like getting yourself prepared mm. to commit on behalf of the company, right? And sometimes right. you're gonna, you know, maybe get, you know, I mean, this is where risk, you know, the, the other part of being a CEO is you need to be able to take risk, right? And you can start taking these risks at lower levels in the company. Um, and and part of that is is sort of knowing when to commit, right? If you right. if you if you're there and you've got an opportunity to close. You know, close the deal. Go back and, and explain it later, right? Right. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, and you know, again, I think this idea of risk taking has to take root uh, pretty earlier in in your career. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and it also gets back to this whole idea of you know getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I think one of the things uh, one of the things that you that you kind of mentioned also in here is go into meetings prepared to pitch from the top of your head. That's, that is so not the way a shipping clerk would think, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I mean, it's kind of like, okay, listen, you're going to be able to be involved in a meeting, right? You, you've got to be prepared to come up with an idea. You've got to be prepared. And then when you've got an idea, close it, man. Right. I mean, that's kind of how I saw it. Maybe I didn't interpret it right, but that's, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, look at, I mean, you know, again, I think everybody who works in a company has to right. sort of say, look at it. My, part of my job is to help improve this company, right? Which means you have to sort of 
suggest things. And, you know, and if you have an idea, it's good to sort of think it through right before you're before you're there. But, you know, you get into a meeting, you have an opportunity, you need to take the opportunity, right? right. You know, too many times you get really, really smart people that get intimidated when they're in, in a larger group and sort of afraid to sort of well, look at I saw this problem and it happens every single time. And I think we could fix it. But I just need this bit of cooperation from, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? right. Um, a lot of people are, are you know, you know you, you know, you have to kind of create that culture as a CEO where people feel like they can do that, right? So there's right. a lot of responsibility from, you know, the management to make sure that, that, that their culture is set up so that they can, you know, recognize people that, that you know, that, that, that want to use their, their skills and talents to, you know, to grow the business, which means, you know, you're going to have to accept some failure along the way, right? And right. use that learning and so forth yeah all right next one be early yeah well i mean i think you know you know to me that's you know it's all it's part of the table stakes thing that i talked about originally right so you know i think for anybody you know coming into a job learning that job being there being present you know um you don't you, you just you just don't want you know you you you, you got credits and debits right so right. You want to have more credits than debits in, your, in in how people view you, right? So being early is a simple thing to do, but if you're not early and you start to become late, that's a pretty big debit, right? So it's all part of those things that you need to do: be early, show up, participate, you know, be part of the team. You know, these are things that you know people can do, right? And right. and you know, rather than you know, I got to get to work. I'm skeptical about the management team. Uh, you know, they don't let me do very much, right? So, so that's accept, sort of accepting defeat rather than saying, look, I'm going to be here. I'm going to participate. And, you know, if people don't recognize it eventually, well, you know, you can always go somewhere else, right? But, uh, but you know, most good companies are going to recognize people that are, you know, are, 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 are willing to be present and, and, and work hard. One of my favorite quotes that you have in here is five minutes early is on time, on time is late, and late is not acceptable. Okay. <laughs> That's great. I, I just love that. That's great. Okay, here's the next one. Respect your boss. Yeah, I, I think that's important, right? Because, you know, uh, you're never going to get a perfect boss, right? So I think, that, I think first of all, you know, there are no perfect people. Um, and so one of the things my, my dad taught me when he, when he taught me how to play tennis was, you know, you know, make sure you're learning from somebody that, you know, that's really, really great. Right. So I always tried to do that, but it's hard to really find people that are really, really great at the municipal, you know, tennis, tennis place. Right. So so then you have to start saying, OK, this person, I think, is really good at this, but maybe this isn't quite as good. So I'm going to emulate this and I'm going to, you know, one thing that I used to do a lot is, you know, if I found a, a boss that, you know, either had a weakness or maybe they didn't like to do a certain thing, I would just try and fill that void. Right. Mm. You know, that's that's this grind through thing that I talk about where, OK, that's something he's not interested with. I bet you I could learn more and I could take over that from him, right? And normally, you know, if they see you're you know you're adding value to them, they're going to let you, you know, they're going to let you do that, right? So, I think um, you know having some respect for the boss, what they and and in the end too, they uh, ultimately they get to make the decision, right? Whether you right. agree with it or not. So you know you just have to respect that um, and learn how to you know influence is a is a, is an interesting thing, right? It's 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 something that you have to you do it through facts and data, but you also do it through stories and vision. And, you know, you know, I think we could do a little bit better here if we did this without like creating a, 
you know, a, 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 you know, a, a problem between you and your boss, right? So this whole communication thing is like super important for, for developing. And, and which leads us to uh, one, one of, you know, working from the bottom, learning things that you learn from the bottom up, speak up. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, I was, I was actually pretty shy to be honest with you when I, when I started, but um, you know, I, I, I think you have to speak up, but you have to listen first, right? So you have to listen mm-hmm. and understand. And once right. you feel comfortable, look at, I understand the problem. Um, here, I, I think this is something that could fix it, right? So speaking up, right? And understanding, you know, you're, you're, you're not gonna win every time, right? You know, they're right. not gonna accept your idea every time, but speaking up also shows to people that you're working for that you're thinking about things, right? So this anticipation thing we talked about earlier, right? you have to be able to show that, right? So I see this problem coming and I'm thinking about this, what do you think about that? And they'll say, oh, no, don't worry about it. That's That happened before, you know. And so you, you you didn't get accepted, but what you've left is an impression with somebody that you're thinking ahead and you're participating. And then the last one you have is mirror your boss. Yeah, that's, um, I think, I think for me, it's, it's, again, it's kind of what we talked about, right? Sort of, sort of, sort of trying to understand the strengths and weaknesses of your boss so that you can be, you can be sort of the other half of it, right? So, so you know that person's strong in an area. Learn from that. Learn from that strength. Weak in another area. Help with that, and sort of, sort of mirror that. That you know the way that the way that they're thinking and and what they're trying to accomplish, right? Right. Um, and you'll learn. Um, may not be exactly the way that you would do it, but you know, not every. You know, that's the other thing I always talk about is that you know, there's lots of different ways to do things, right? There's not there's not any one perfect way to do right. it, right? So there's you know, learning and mirroring your boss, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to get another boss going to be different. Mirror that, you can learn more. And then sort of as a composite person, you're going to pick up a lot of stuff over time that's going to help you, you know, really be able to be a sensible, thoughtful leader. Yeah, and I think I think the other piece of that is, right, when you're mirroring your boss, we're also talking to you about, you know, mirroring their communication style so yep. that you're communicating what they want to be, how they want to be communicated to, which goes yep. back to kind of the emotional intelligence thing, right, is that... Yep. I'm paying attention to how they will like to be communicated with. And so you're trying to mirror their communication style back because once you, once you connect with your boss on a communication style, right. And, and I, listen, I've done it the wrong way, right? I, I've sometimes wanted the boss to communicate on my level, on my communication right. style. It's the wrong way to do it. Communicate their way. Boy, does that make things so much easier. And it also, they start paying attention because chances are, more uh, there's more people that are not communicating in their style. Yeah, that, that's that, that's very true. And you know, you know, some people are very data driven, so you know mm-hmm. they're going to want they're going to want to get communicated with data. Some people want to understand the story better, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, how are you thinking about it, and you know, why does that strategy make sense to you? Right. So yeah, that's that's exactly right. It's all it's all about how you how you learn to sell and influence ideas. Right. And, right. You know because. Essentially, you're trying to, you're still trying to, you know, accomplish your vision, which should be, you know, your vision should obviously be con- consistent with a broader, you know, company's vision. But, you know, doing that in a way that you can influence people and, and get things done. That's awesome. His, his, that, thanks for doing that, going from the bottom. That, that's, that was just fun. And I, I know that people are just loving it. I'm seeing all sorts of really positive things. Folks, the book's called Shipping Clerk to CEO. His name is Ted Clark. You're listening to him here on A New Direction. Hey, folks, Epic Physical Therapy, uh, listen, uh, they offer the most advanced top-of-the-line equipment, uh, Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill, the Normatec compression sleeves, game-ready, 
Uh, that's my favorite. Uh, they're trained and certified most comprehensive cutting edge strategies available like blood flow restriction therapy, dry needling, cupping. That's just a few of them. When you're ready for your epic relief, your epic recovery, your epic results, just go to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, listen, for more than 35 years, they've been serving the world. Uh, Linda is independently owned and operated. She does not belong to a nationally affiliated company. So she's created relationships all over the world to find the best real estate agent in your area. That's right. So there's no, there's no, you know, like big, huge network uh, that they got to use agents in their own company. Nope. She finds the best people that are available in your area. So listen, wherever you live around the world, when you're ready to start your real estate journey, whether it's selling or buying, start with Linda Craft and Team Realtors. You can go to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction and uh, with my friend Ted Clark and um, and just to I just that was a lot of fun. Thanks for indulging me on that piece, by the way. I want to just thank you for oh, doing that. Right. All right. So lesson number six, uh, which chapter six, I guess, because these are all lessons, by the way, in this book. Um, never stop learning. You start with a quote that says, old ways won't open new doors. So let's talk about never stopping learning. W- what are some keys when you, because I, I think, I was just thinking about this today that sometimes I think what happens is we get to a point where we just don't think we can learn anymore. We want to learn anymore. Or we don't need to learn anymore. We think we know it all or we're at an age where we don't think that's just not what you're about in this book at all. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you know, people get comfortable at a certain point, right? You get good at something, you get to the, you get to the right level, you know, uh, you know what you need to know. Right. And so, you know, <laughs> I, I, I always like to say, you know, you know, you want to learn, you you know, things change, right? You want to learn, you want to learn a business from what I call a biological level, right? So you want to know everything, you know, I, I, had, a, I had a mentor who said, you know, you can never know enough about your business, right? right. So this is something that you always have to think about. Um, the, the opportunities for learning these days are just tremendous, right? So, right. you know, I mean, I mean, the amount of research you can do online, you know, the amount of, you know, little courses you can take. Um, you know, I, I took a, a great, you know, sales course many years ago that really changed my life. Um, so, so sort of finding out like where I got to is, you know, what I call self-directed learning is, you know, as you, as you have your vision, then you can say, okay, well, I need to learn this, or I need to know this. Now I need to figure out how to, how to do that. Right. I can do it through a mentor. I can do it. I can do it online. I can, you know, I can, I can get the company to send me to a course, whatever it might be, but you sort of, Kind of building a bespoke kind of learning strategy to help get you where you want to go, wherever your vision wants to take you, and that's, um, you know, that you know that you know when I when I talk about that, it's you know, to me, uh, you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time. There's not a week that goes by that I don't read a book or, you know, get interested in something and go online and try and figure it out. Um, you know, have a you know have a discussion, uh, you know, with a board member of a public company and try to understand something about. You know, public company finance is an example. Um, so all these all these uh, opportunities are out there that you can avail yourself to. Uh, and I think the key thing is trying to you know you know trying to trying to learn things that are going to take you where you want to go, mm. um, and then and then finding the, the the right way to do that. I, I I love a particular quote that you say in here. Make it a habit to set aside time every evening or whenever to read new books. 
follow podcasts like this one because you know this is a podcast that we're we're trying to help people be more successful in life, right? So I, I think we fit into your genre of learning something new. Um, yep. Update yourself with the news or practice uh, practice a hobby you've always wanted to learn. I think the important piece to me is make it a habit. Make learning a habit. And I to, to me, I see that throughout this book is that you just had a habit of learning everything as much as you could about everything, right? I, and that's the piece where I think people have to get to, right? It, it's making this a habit, making learning a habit. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I, almost everything that I talk about in the book, it, 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 you know, are about kind of habit building, right? Whether it's, you know, building a habit to create a vision, you know, right. uh, you know uh, when you create a vision, building a habit to set objectives, you know, achieve, you know, achievable objectives, you know, build a strategy, build tactics, you know, um, I had, uh, I, I've gone to an industrial psychologist, uh, they sent me to mind to see if I was capable of, of moving up in the company uh, many, many years ago. And the guy said, look, at, you know, you really need to, you, you have you have your job here, but you need to build perspective around it, right? So it's not just what you're doing or the industry you're in. It's like, you know, what's happening in the in the broader industry? What's happening politically? Mm. You know, what, what are the big megatrends? What's changing, you know, more broadly around, you know, technology or, you know, environmental or whatever it might be, and sort of beginning to weave that, you know, you know, this perspective building. And the only way you build perspective is through learning, right? So, you, right. you know, you have to spend time learning and you have to have a habit of doing that, you know, pretty much every day, right? If you're going right. to, if you're going to, if you're going to really, um, you know, uh, particularly as you're, you know, you know, as it, you know, it gets harder as you go, right? So, you know, right. I spend time investments now. And, you know, you really need to think through, you know, both short, long-term, you know, tactical issues, strategic issues, you know, more broadly, you know, political issues before making a, you know, a big investment decision, you know? One of the things you say in this chapter, which I thought was really interesting uh, on page 67, you, and it, it, in this learning chapter is every worker needs to create more value than the wages the company pays them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe I truly believe that. And uh, again, I had a you know a mentor that came in and, and he actually told me one time. He said, "Look at you know, uh, I'm going to work with you, and by the time I'm done, this company's not going to be able to pay you as much money as you're making for the company, right? right?" And so, you know, it was it just was a little thing that in your head that you know each one of us has to at least pay back whatever it costs the company to employ us, right? Right. And and if you're just doing that, you're really kind of breaking even, right? So everybody in the company's got to be creating enough value so that, you know, the company's the company's profitable, and it's not just created at the top, right? I mean, I mean, the the great companies that have, you know, that win on the margins, right? Because all companies win on the margins, you know. The, right. you know, the difference between a really successful company and a and a poorly run company is probably, you know. Six or seven hundred basis points in 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 uh, in in cash flow, right? So, so these are the things that are really important, and you know, for people to understand if they want to move quickly in a company, they have to add value. They have to be able to, you know, create more value than than they're costing the company to to employ them, right? Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Let's move to chapter eight, uh, lesson eight. Sorry, I keep calling them chapters. Sorry about that. I know they're lessons. <laughs> a pro. So it's called learning to sell. And I think this is critical here because uh, I think it's a necessary skill that we don't think about in terms of our success. But it is critical, I believe, to learn how to sell. Matter of fact, you have this, (laughs) Daniel Pink, I love this quote. It says, one in every nine American workers are in sales. 
the other eight, they work in sales too. <laughs> uh, to sell as human, the surprising truth about moving others is the name of the book by Daniel Pink. So let's talk about the importance to sell. How we go about doing that? I know you'd love Dr. Cindy McGovern, so let's let's talk through that a little bit from your perspective of learning to sell. How we do that? How we can be get better at it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and just you know, you'd mentioned this GH uh, GH Smart uh, genome study that was mm-hmm. you know published in the Harvard Business Review that where they found eight percent of CEOs don't have a college, you know, don't have a college degree. And the other interesting thing that I didn't put in the book is 58% of those came up through sales and marketing, mm. right? So, so, so sales and marketing, if you think about it as a proxy for influence, right? So, right. you know, and when I learned how to sell, first of all, I was a horrible salesman until I got actual, some actual training, right? And until they made selling relevant to me. And they did that through something called need satisfaction selling, where you actually listen more than you talk, right? So, and and the big the key to selling is listening and understanding what whoever your constituency is with a customer an eternal customer is what do they need you know like like how can you improve their lives you know how can you make things better and then how can you apply you know that, then you know how can you apply your capability to help do that right so so it's matching you know your capability to a need and 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 then being uh, uh, in a position to influence you know how that ha- how that happens, right? So, you know, this is how I can help you, and and sort of selling the concept. And so, you know, that's how businesses are going to succeed or fail is basically on how the leadership, you know, and and the people in the company learn how to influence each other to get to a common vision. Um, you know, to you know that you know that the, that the company might have or an individual might have. I, I, I by the way, I love this chapter and and. It, it was one of my favorite chapters, and, and you had a call-out box from Dr. Cindy McGovern on the non-sales selling, which I just found to be fantastic. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, uh, the book, um, Shipping Clerk to CEO, if you get to this chapter, you're going to want to look at that call-out box about uh, non-sales selling. It's absolutely uh, powerful, and um, you can learn so much, uh, and he's got it in this book, so please... Uh, check it out. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about um, the, um, lesson, uh, lesson ten, uh, real quickly, if we can. Um, and that's called integrate ideas. And you have a quote here that, according to the Harvard Business Review, uh, seventy to ninety percent of acquisitions fail. And the reasons for that um, boil down to typically not having a tight integration plan. So let's talk about, you know, integrating ideas and the importance of integrating ideas from a low level to, I mean, of course, the corporate level. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, and it's true. I mean, you know, the, you know, the, the best way to, you know, get, you know, destroy value in an acquisition is to not integrate it well. Right. Right. And, you know, most acquisitions, they start with, you know, the, you know, the objective strategies, all the data, but, but what people sometimes don't consider is the cultures of the two businesses, right? So, 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 so finding a way to meld these two different cultures together. Uh, and that takes, again, a lot of sales skills, takes, 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 a, takes a lot of visioning to get that done. Um, so that, that's what I would say there. You know, we've almost been on an hour yep. and it's been really fast. <laughs> 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 it's just gone really, really fast. Uh, Ted, thanks. First of all, thanks for being a guest. Tell people how they can get a hold of you. Sure, you can uh, just uh, look up uh, tedclarkauthor.com and go to my webpage. Um, 
and then uh, you can find me on uh, find the books on you know Amazon or any of the any of the uh, any of the booksellers. Uh, Shipping clerk to CEO. Uh, I have another a new book coming out uh, mm-hmm. next month called uh, Buy and Build CEO that sort of goes to the next chapter of uh, of uh, my uh, my business career. So 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 okay. Whoa 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 here. So you got a new book coming out. And- yep. Um, I don't have that book, so are, are we, is this something where we're going to do a second show with the second book? I hope I hope so. Yeah, it comes out, <laughs> it comes out September. Uh, I'm sure you'll be getting a, uh, getting a copy shortly thereafter. <laughs> I would I, listen. I've enjoyed this. I would love to see part two of this, yeah, and I know right. the listeners would too. I would I would love to see part two of this on the other side because I think it was great. You you've been fantastic. Um, stay with me, please. Uh, folks, uh, listen, this is a show, right? Uh, I say to you every week, right? You're in control of three things in your life, right? And that's your attitude, your effort, and your resilience. You know what? I know you're going through some tough circumstances right now, but I'm going to tell you something. You can control your attitude. You can take charge of it. It's your choice. And the same thing is true of your effort, your excellence. Only you determine your excellence. That's what Ted talked about today. You have a choice to be as excellent as you want to be in everything that you do. And then finally, you know what? When you get knocked down, get back up. Only you have got the power to do that. So get resilient. Get back up. I'm going to be back next week with another great guest. It's going to be another great book. It's going to be another great show. I want to thank you everywhere, all over the world. And as I say to you, everywhere, ciao, everybody. Things are going to change. You can find the strength to go a different way. Your dreams will take you places you have never been before Find your passion, find your strength Don't worry anymore A new direction A new direction Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.